Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Thought you'd join in. <laughs> <laughs> UK Tech Weekly Podcast. What's up, what's up, my brethren? Welcome to this, the latest upon it's a freshly picked UK Tech Weekly Podcast, the UK's most politically neutral weekly tech podcast. Neatly folded into your head every Friday like a ballot paper dropped into a box in a drafty school hall. The UK Tech Weekly Podcast is an infotainment enema from the editors of PC Advisor, Tech World, Mac World UK, and Computer World UK. Every Friday, we head to an audio train station, purchasing cans of audio Marks and Spencer's lager, eating audio scotch eggs, and trying to operate the audio toilet door in an audio train carriage in order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed tech chat on the hot tech topics of the past seven days. Do not forget to subscribe, review, and tell your friends. I'm Matt Egan, Editorial Director of IDG UK. And today, I am delighted to be joined in conversation by the Force's sweetheart, Charlotte G, editor of TechWorld.com. Hello. The Force of Nature, that is Lewis Painter, staff writer of PC Advisor. Hello. And the For the Sake of All That Is Good and Decent Will Nobody Think of the Children, that is David Price, <laughs> acting editor of Macworld UK. <laughs> All right. And listener, we are also joined by special guest producer, Miriam Harris. Say hi, Miriam. Hello. This week we are talking smartphones, security and London Tech Week. It is on. S Express. S Express. Lewis Painter. What has Samsung got up its sleeve and why should I care? Well, that is a big question. I mean, the S7 only launched a couple of months ago, so we are still some way away from the... Samsung Galaxy S8, but that doesn't stop rumours from churning. And we've already had our first couple of rumours. Um, it's supposed to have, apparently, supposed to feature a dual camera setup, which is becoming a lot more popular recently. What does that mean, dual, dual, dual camera setup? Two cameras on the back of the phone. Not just one, but two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> taking two pictures? See, this is the thing. It could be used for... It could uh, be used in a couple of different ways. You've got the LG G5, which has one normal camera and one wide-angle camera, so it allows you to take two different types of picture at once and you've also got the lights of the Huawei P9 which has one black and white sensor and one color sensor to allow for extra light and uh, color reproduction in the photos taken so no one's quite sure what Samsung's angle is yet but I probably wager it's more something to do with the kind of P9 style of things you know let more light in get better pictures 
because you know the Samsung S7 camera is already pretty decent. So and then it you can you can refocus after you take it. As well, I, I mean that's that's a feature of the Huawei P9. I'm not sure if that's an exclusive. So it feature captures a lot more detail and then allows you to to refocus the image afterwards. But it's kind of it's a software based thing rather than something. Mm. Does it let you do the Hitchcock thing where you like have that weird zooming and Ooh. moving around the edge thing? Like they like use Rear in Tarantino. Window. <laughs> yeah, like can you can you do that with I think you should go and work for Samsung. You should yeah. give them these ideas. Well this is this is the interesting thing I wanted to talk about, really. Let's be honest, it's what you wanted to talk about, Lewis. Let's be honest. But um so we're starting to get rumours about the Galaxy S eight. As you say, uh, it will be next year before it launches. I mean, yeah. We're talking February, March time, yeah. we think. Um, this is an endless thing, these rumours about new handsets. Mm-hmm. And it's always kind of... So I was thinking about the display and I was reading some of the S8 rumours and it's like it would be a 4K screen. Yeah. Which is, I guess, a thing. But do we do we care about this, this whole rumour mill that exists around smartphones? See, I think... the I, I blame Apple. <laughs> I blame Which Apple. Means... I'm looking right at you, David, yeah. here. <laughs> Apple is the least... Uh, to blame for this no because sure. <laughs> apple was so i mean not i mean still now but more back in the day they were so secretive that it was exciting for people to find out what was going on with apple but that's stuff. not fair is it that, that's blaming so them for they, something that they're, yeah, they're explicitly but they, trying to avoid they used to play no but they weren't were they because they used Coy. to play the game they used to like you know the, the latest iphone would be accidentally left in a bar that happens yeah, to be frequented stolen. by people journalists got arrested for that. <laughs> There was, and Samsung picked up on this, and Samsung for the Galaxy S3, I would say, perfected this. But there is this idea of just dripping information out via trusted sources, maybe not in the stolen phone case, but to create buzz around the products in advance mm-hmm. of it coming out. And everyone does it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every major phone, every flagship every year has a few leaks prior to, you know, announcement. And I think, yeah, I think it's the companies doing it most it's of the time. It's the nature of the media that yeah. does it. Really, yeah. and they're responding to that. It's our fault. It is our it's, fault, it's and I, and I think there is a danger that companies will respond to that and uh, develop their phones in such a way that they are good at making buzz in pre-release speculation. Samsung so, definitely does that. So you do that like four yeah. K screens. Four K screens on a on a five point five inch phone. That's absurd. Mm. There's mm. no possible way the human eye it's can detect that. It's going to make your retinas that. bleed. Why on earth would you need that? <laughs> it's but not, it, but, <laughs> but it makes reasons. for a good. It makes for a good room. Story. Makes Samsung always does this. I've headline. got the Galaxy S7 Edge. It's a brilliant phone, but I don't use any of the weird and wonderful mm. features that they sell it on when when, it, when they do the launch event. Really? Yeah, I know. Mm. It's just to, just to make everyone will make everyone think it's like, the, the coolest phone that you can it, get. The Edge is nice. It, it looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use the Edge notifications really? thing. No. That surprises me. See, I, I, I am very on. old, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very old. No. I, well, I don't really know what to say of that then. <laughs> do all people not use smart side notifications? Who said that? Where am I? You're coming yeah. to see me. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, but, um, you know, leaks are becoming so prevalent these days that, you know, people like on leaks are making careers out of, of, of leaking phone, comp- uh, you know, yeah. parts of phones and stuff like that. And uh, it's even moving on now. So people are advertising via leaks. So uh, I saw this with uh, on leaks the other day. They released a, uh, a Note 6 slash 7, because no one's quite sure what it's called, um, render in conjunction with uh, U-Switch Tech. So they had their watermark all over it. So every website that used the the leak would then be advertising Ooh. U-Switch Tech and oh, on leaks. Clever. And U-Switch is a, a comparison engine reseller, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've had people that sort of get in touch with us and they say, we've got this leak. Um, you can use it. You can use our image if you if you link to, and then they're not saying link to just a website. They're saying no. link to some weird sort of person they've obviously been paid to plug. Yeah. 
and, and it's very clearly a PR strategy that you can get a load of inbound links on some just completely unrelated website by just leaking some pictures that claim to be the iPhone 7 or whatever. So, yeah, because this is the issue. I mean, it doesn't even have to be real. Excuse me. I'm Isn't a, it a just harder <laughs> these days to, for leaks not to happen anyway? I mean, than maybe it might have been previously. Well, the, it's the hardware supply chains are yeah. getting more and more complicated. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So surely they're, they're, there's they kind of more the points of yeah, potential absolutely. They're incredibly yeah. porous. But yeah. Apple manages it, doesn't it? No, 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 they really don't these days. This <laughs> no. is the interesting thing, is that um, when we were talking about this before, is that it's split in two halves. You've got the obviously um, bogus leaks that where you can see who is, it's what's the Latin phrase, cui bono, um, who That's benefits. what I was thinking. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, you can see that the reason they're they're leaking it is to advertise their wares, and it's mm. and it's made up. But equally, there's lots of completely true leaks, and mm. nearly every major smartphone launch, you, you'll be there um, ticking them off on your sheet. You go, mm. oh, we knew that was coming. We knew that was coming because it was leaked. Mm. They can't they can't keep the secrets anymore. Yeah. And yeah, you mentioned Apple. They have just this incredibly complicated supply chain and mm. it always leaks there's always somebody somewhere on the line that goes i could get a bit of money mm. uh, taking a photo of this and even though they take away their phones and they do this that and the other there's so many people they can't it's like willy wonka <coughs> it didn't he it's exactly like that. he used exactly umpa didn't he yeah. Yeah. Like they need, they need <laughs> to make phones. an nda why did the umpa yeah. never leak anything because they signed an nda and they were slaves <laughs> well or they were slaves they were, yeah, both, you read really. the book it's a bit more yeah a bit more sinister than the film yeah what about the so the this is a new thing because with the iPad, nobody knew what. <laughs> My voice come funny. As, yeah. <laughs> with the helium. <laughs> this is a new thing because with the uh, iPad, nobody knew what was coming. Right? I mean, we, yeah. it was speculated, but and, yeah, and... it used to, it used to be that Apple was amazing at this. Um, mm. Sort of when when Tim Cook came in, before he became CEO, when he came in as the logistics expert, he has basically expanded the supply chain and right. made it much more efficient mm. and much more. Um, fast responding, but equally, it's not as good at keeping secrets. And I think, just as a sort of on a sort of corporate philosophy level, he's not as interested in being um, a total secrecy company. Right. And I'm slightly uh, saddened that we've turned this completely into an Apple discussion. <laughs> well, while we're on Apple, what are the rumours about? What, they must be doing a flagship next year or coming up. What's iPhone Seven? What's happening there? Well, yeah. <laughs> we think it'd be iPhone Seven, but there's that, that rumour that it might be another. Well, it won't be an S level. No, I half mean, upgrade. But the the rumor that I've read is that it will be the iPhone Seven this year, but it, it will pretty, it will pretty much be another S upgrade. It won't look very much different. It won't right. have much difference in it because they're waiting for next year when they're apparently going to skip the Seven S and go straight to the Eight because it's the tenth uh, anniversary of the iPhone, and they're they've mm. saved they're apparently saving some pretty cool stuff for the uh, the iPhone mm. Eight, such as uh, well, according to rumors anyway, <laughs> leaks etc. Uh, edge-to-edge display with no bezel. And, uh, well, basically, oh. Johnny Ive wants to design it based on a, a sheet of glass. So he wants Ooh. it to look like a sheet of glass in your on, in your hand with no physical home button with the uh, fingerprint scanner built in under the screen and completely edge-to-edge display. Sounds with the shattery. Integrated. Yeah, that's my Sounds issue with breaky. it. Sounds very Sounds very breaky. <laughs> yeah, so you'll have to get a case. 100%. Yeah. And completely uh, compromise the beautiful design. Anyway. Oh, yeah. It's always the right. But yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what happened with the iPhone 4 and the 4S because the glass on the back just got shattered as mm. soon as you dropped it for the first time. So most people... Dropped it for the first time. For the first time, yeah. yeah. You've got butterfingers, haven't you? I know. So sad. You know, I've never broken a screen on an iPhone. I really hope you do it today. I know, yeah. Yeah. I dropped dropped it over the weekend, and luckily my 6S Plus has a lovely big case on it. So it went dunk, and it was fine. But um, a little I'm insight also, there, listeners, into yeah. uh, the exciting world. Of <laughs> <laughs> okay, anything? Any other flagships we're expecting next year that we should be excited about? 
I mean, it's always going to be the S8 and the iPhone 8. Yeah. I mean, in in terms of uh, hype and yeah. buzz, they're the two main ones every year. Better ones people care about, of I course. Guess. Okay, cool. Let's us go around the room. Uh, yes for the S, or I hate H8 Samsung. Lewis Painter. I'm going to go yes to the S for this one. Uh, hey, uh, guest producer Miriam. Yes for the S, or I hate Samsung. Okay, good. I think that was a very uh, unequivocal uh, yes. Uh, David Price. Yes to the yes. I love a bit of competition. Charlotte G. I don't like people agreeing with each other, so I'm just going just gonna, to just be annoying Brilliant. so that I hate it. Anti-consensus there. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Okay, we'll take a very short break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking London Tech Week. Maybe it's because I'm a Londoner <laughs> that I love London so. Charlotte G, what is going down in London town? In London town this week, it is London Technology Week, to give it its full and proper title. So do they actually call it London Technology They week? do, Ooh. they do. Mm-hmm. Yep, they haven't even shortened it. Mad. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> So it's 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 happening right now. It's from the twentieth to the twenty sixth of June, um, and there are. Is it like London Fashion Week? Is there also a Paris Tech Week? And no, a Milan Tech. Week? Well, no, not. I mean, I don't know. I, yes, to the extent that it's showcasing a particular industry, but I don't think it's necessarily replicated exactly in in other cities. There's not a Tech Week circuit. Yes. <laughs> I think you're thinking of tennis there. Um, no, yeah. that's Fashion Week, Milan Fashion Week, New yeah. York Fashion Week. Yeah, there is, but I don't... don't know what I know mm. about the fashion industry. Yeah, no, clearly. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as <is> charged. <laughs> so yeah, it, it launched in 2014, and last year there were 43,000 attendees from over 80 countries. Uh, and this year there are 260 different events that you can go to, so there's a lot going on. It's actually pretty overwhelming. Is any of it good and useful and interesting? Yeah, yeah. Um, some of it has been pretty good. Um, there's been some good stuff about uh, scale-ups, as they refer to startups that are growing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting stuff about fintech going on. Blockchain. Financial tech. Yes, business. financial tech. Um, there was a very good... Uh, conference from Stack Overflow not paid to say this but uh, that was great and it was about kind of hiring developers and attracting them to your business Um, and then today I'm hot footing it later to go to another developers conference so there's a lot about startups developers and kind of new cutting edge tech it's got it's not a very consumery event it's a bit more of a b2b focus so this is this kind of speaks to this idea of London as a tech hub, a tech centre. Yes, it? yes, it does. And the kind of official promotional body, well, there's a few, but the main one, kind of tech city, have been out in force. Uh, and London and partners as well who organise it, and they've kind of flung out all these stats about how London is the fintech capital of the world, and it's the the country that has the most European uh, tech unicorns. I should say city rather than country. Mm. The, just, the, just, yeah. just define a tech unicorn for um... a tech unicorn is a a company that's worth over a billion dollars. Uh, that's a bit flimsy because you know who judges whether it's worth that. But you know examples could be uh, I 
actually I'm trying to think of some now. Spotify? Yeah, yeah, Spotify would definitely would, would de- easily qualify as a tech unicorn, but I'm trying to think of some kind of oh, UK examples. Tech so like Skyscanner would be a good Ooh. example in the UK. They, they're a kind of fairly recent tech unicorn. Um, so yeah, it's all very exciting. What about uh, what about the you guys? So around this table, we've got uh, five people who, generally speaking, are fairly interested and focused on tech. Lewis, David, does does, does London Tech Week come into your orbits at all? I didn't know about it until I strolled into this room. Wow! <laughs> and you did stroll as well. It was quite a loose perambulated. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say I've heard a lot about it on the B2C side of things. It doesn't yeah. really have a huge impact on yeah. consumers. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not focused at B2C, I don't think. What do we think then in general about this idea of London as a tech city? Is it Because I'm always a bit suspicious that there's an element of hype. Um, but that, that hype is is there to engender, to, to, to almost become reality, if you know what I mean. If you, if you say it often enough. Mm. Um, people, yeah. That's a quote from Stalin. Right. <laughs> Let's move on from anyway. that. <laughs> well, we need to move on to keep up with our uh, five-year plan for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think you're right. Um, I think there is a perception that um, the London, certainly in Britain, is is where most of the uh, tech innovators and entrepreneurs should go. But um, throughout the rest of Europe, there must be there must be other hubs. Like Barcelona is yeah. big, isn't there? Yeah, there are other hubs. But, around the UK. Um, and around the UK. But I've got to say, uh, maybe I'm biased, but none of them have the level of funding or jobs that London has. Just within Europe. Mm. It, it is, if you look at kind of the stats, it, it is kind of head and shoulders above, say, Paris or yeah, Barcelona or Manchester. Even though Manchester's actually, you know, doing really, really well as a tech hub. And I think will do even better in future but it's at the same time having said that the if you look at the kind of value of the digital economy in the uk it's actually still below manufacturing right which is always surprises me slightly so there is a degree of talking about it until it becomes true yeah um because that's where the future jobs will probably come from yeah you, you said you had some stats yes yes i do uh okay <laughs> exciting uh I'm not sure how interesting these stats are, but... Uh, the, Stay tuned, listener. <laughs> we now have uh, 25 uh, venture capital firms set up in the UK. So UK-based venture capital firms being... Um, if As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free 
or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Anyone who doesn't know, the firms who basically provide funding for startups in return for a stake in the business. So that's interesting because, I mean, 25 sounds like a lot to me. Yeah, that is quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the amount of funding, uh, the amount of VC funding in London last year was 10 times higher than in 2010. So that is quite a big jump. Um, and we have 1.5 million people employed in the digital economy. Okay. Uh, in the uh, in the UK as a whole. Not that just sounds like it would cover, I mean, like, for instance, I bet it would cover us, wouldn't it? Like working, publishing websites. Yeah, well, the thing is, I actually wonder about that. I think that figure is probably a little bit lower than it should be. Because I don't know if it includes people who work in digital jobs in non-digital companies. Right. So I, I, I yeah, I think it's what probably... What about people that work in non-digital jobs? In digital, like people yeah, that do exactly. like warehouses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I think, I, I'd question how they arrive at that figure. But I need to look into it more. So not only interesting stats, but potentially made up stats. <laughs> potentially. Well, you know, lies, damn lies and statistics. But basically, it is fair to say that there are lots of exciting things going on in London at the moment. Like definitely in terms of fintech, that's an area that's yeah. becoming, uh, well, it's huge. Because obviously London benefits from both being a financial yeah. leading yeah, totally. probably hub of the world. And also having a lot of technology companies here. So they're really at the cutting edge. And let's face it, you only have to throw a stone out of our office window. Uh, to hit somebody with a beard and tattoos. Yes, so yes. That, yeah. that suggests to me that we are deep in the heart of the throbbing heart of uh, London yes. city. Yes, yes. The heart's throb, probably. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it is, it, it's hard to judge. It, it, You know, it looks pretty positive, but some of the stats are tough. As I said, if you actually look at the value, actually manufacturing is still doing better than digital. But then... You'd think that the tech sector would be, more than any other sector, less confined to specific cities. True. Mm. Yeah. But well, it's skilled, isn't it, I think? Weirdly, I actually, there's a weird kind of effect where, because I know, I know what you mean, because you would think that people don't need to be based physically where the companies are. Mm -hmm. But London seems to have this strange sort of draw effect where people want to be based there and they want to live there, socialise there. They want to be with the rest of their colleagues in that area. And there seems to be a kind of a, I don't know, weird steamroller effect. Where it's always more been the way more... of London, hasn't it? Yeah. Even though we, we come here and we make the city worse by mm. our presence, we, over, yeah. we overfill it with yeah. uh, all our migration here. Um, yeah. But it, it's inevitable. You're right. It's, it's, yeah, it's people want to be here because it's, it's, it's an exciting place to be. I think it's an ambition thing as well, isn't it? Like it yeah. becomes self-fulfilling because... Um, by no means is is the South East the only part of the UK where you can be successful and be with no, successful really. people, but it's the sort of flagship, it's the, it's the most prominently visible yeah. um, uh, city and centre of excellence in lots of industries, mm. so it tends to pull people in it does. universities. I would, and... I would give a shout out though to places like Edinburgh, Manchester and Newcastle. There are really, really good tech scenes there. Aberdeen Games. Aberdeen for gaming, yeah, they've, they've, uh, they've got Rockstar. Um, games. I mean, actually, in those places, you probably would have a a much more 
uh, well, a cheaper way of living. Your house would probably be cheaper, but also, you you know, the quality of life might be nicer. Yeah. So let's all let's all leave. Um, <laughs> you're all welcome to come and join me in uh, in Surrey. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, not that. No, we're not going down there. No. We're up. The only way is up. You would need uh, a V-neck jumper and a pauldron for drinking gin, <laughs> uh, which is not a problem for me on any score. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Let's uh, go around the room. Uh, feed the birds tuppence a bag, or any old iron, any old iron, any 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 old iron. The second one is negative. Lewis Painter. <laughs> I'm going to go feed the birds tuppence a bag just okay. because of Mary Poppins. Excellent <laughs> stuff. Uh, Miriam, uh, would you have an opinion on this? You have to do it in a London accent. <laughs> Miriam's from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't. No? Neutral. Stay Sorry. neutral. Okay, David, David, David Price. Uh, yeah. So good I named him thrice. <laughs> <laughs> feed the birds tuppence a bag or any old iron, any old iron, any, any, any old iron. Uh, any old iron. I want to do a step toe thing. What does he say? You dirty old man. You dirty old man. <laughs> or uh, on or on the buses. I hate you, butler. <laughs> uh, Charlotte G. I feed guess. I guess. I'd, yeah, I'd better feed the birds, hadn't I? Tuppence a bag. Yeah, sorry, I stopped you from doing it. Feed the birds, tuppence a bag. <laughs> say it all, Charlotte. Say it. <laughs> feed the birds, tuppence a bag. Excellent. Well, I think we conclusively covered London Tech Week there, and we'll be back shortly to talk about paranoia. Ooh. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. David Price, (laughs) who is paranoid and are they out to get him? Well, uh, when I was planning this segment, I wanted to talk about paranoia. I thought we could talk about urban myths and why uh, you don't need to be worried. And actually, after doing a bit of research, I think we're not paranoid enough. Mm. Um, well, that might be the question at the end, David. Mm. Oh, Just because no. oh, you're no. paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. That's right. You're giving away Matt's uh, or secret it? plans. Because uh, the reason we're talking about this now is because uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the boss of Facebook, was uh, caught on camera with uh, t- tape over his webcam. His audio port as well. His, his microphone port. His microphone port as well. Um, which um, people found quite funny, and partly because, of course, Facebook is made a business out of not known people. for its privacy campaign, is it? <laughs> exactly. Um, but he he is looking after his own privacy, um, and this has got a lot of people talking about whether um, you should cover your webcam, what the actual dangers of it are, um, whether he's whether he's sort of um, whether he's paranoid. You know, we expect him to be very tech savvy. Um, but um, clearly he is worried about these things, as mm. some other people are, and as I am now as well, having looked into oh, it. Oh, goodness. Well, well, what have you discovered that's worried you so much? Well, um, <laughs> well, for one thing, a lot of people who know about this um, recommend mm. that you put... Yeah, um, if you go to a security conference, they've all got... Everyone has. That's like standard. They all have who's watching? their webcams. Who's, who's supposed to be looking at The NSA, There's... man. You are, yeah. So first of all... Um, wow. There's so many people watching, it's terrifying. First of all, there's the security services, the right. uh, intelligence services. Mm. So the NSA, yes. But, Ed, but, then, but then why? Because it's not like when you're planning a terrorist atrocity, you're, you're going to have a whiteboard. <laughs> hey, guys. In front of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in front well, of I mean, your yes, webcam. You don't, yeah. I, I'm assuming that none of us here need to worry about... Um, I should say, actually, being... everything we say on this podcast is entirely private. Mm. Nobody will ever Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. FYI. I assume that none of us need to worry about being detected in um, the course of committing a crime. Um, but... 
Um, there is. I mean, possibly that's not Nervous laughter. Um, but Ed Snowden uh, released the documents yeah. um, about the NSA and the GCHQ in the UK. And one of the things that they revealed was that GCHQ has been running um, or was running a project called Optic Nerve between 2000 and, uh, 2008 and 2012, which was collecting millions upon millions of still images from people's webcams mm-hmm. around the world um, on an automated basis. Um, it's, it's, it, uh, I, someone put it really well. They said it's not looking for a needle in the haystack; it's just collecting the entire haystack and putting basically. it in a and putting it in a searchable yeah. database. So they can yeah. use they can then use um, yeah. What do I mean? Big data journalism techniques. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Yeah, to, um, to find that. And so it I has been. It, it would give you a photo of a suspect. It would, and yeah. then they use uh, they use facial recognition software. Mm. To to find new targets, but they yeah so they mm. because the um, the laws in this country are actually a lot more lenient in terms of surveillance yep. than in America. They don't need to have probable cause before they collect yeah. um, information about you. Mm. So there's that aspect of it. There's the uh, the fact that your images will be on government databases, um, which can then be used in the future. And you you may say, well, I'm not committing any crimes, but a lot of us wouldn't like that idea anyway. Mm. Um, I may choose I... to commit crimes in the future. Yeah, exactly. You've got to leave the option, have that option. I really, I really don't like that argument. The oh well, I've got nothing to hide. Of course. I just think well, it's, yeah. just, it's just a rubbish argument. And what about it? Well, <laughs> nicely dismantled. <laughs> <laughs> what about you know? There's also the aspect of it that perhaps the, the crime which you commit is actually being a dissident against the state. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, Who I don't defines sound, what? I don't want to sound too Orwellian here, but. Yeah. Um, if you look at what Mr. Trump is doing in America, it's not completely out of the realms of possibility. And also, like GCHQ employees have been in trouble because they've been spying on ex-partners. Yeah, so absolutely. it's not you know you don't have to have committed a crime to yeah, potentially be under surveillance. Well, no, exactly, because um, I think the figure is three to eleven percent of the images that they collected were sexually explicit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the people that collect them and analyze them are human, and you know have human three eyes. Three to eleven percent. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, if but you're sitting in your do, bedroom in front yeah. of a webcam, there is a good chance that you will. Not, Ooh. Yeah, there's people, people on what's it called, uh, chat roulette. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, uh, that's optic nerve the uh, the governmental um optic spying nerve. what a name i hate them so much as well because they're giving it a really sort of cool match yeah they yeah. always like do that like they they're do spies that. They or something they're not they're just snooping on us yeah with an automated snoop face or something. but they always do that like the government yeah. always have like project trojan morpheus yeah. project like, enduring freedom yeah like they love all that yeah, yeah. get lost <laughs> But um, <laughs> quite aside from the spooks, uh, the people you should probably be really worried about are the people who are doing something called uh, camfecting, which is a horrible um, neologism. But uh, they... camera infecting. Well, yeah, that's all it is. Um, and they use um, malware to take control of uh, webcams and spy on people, and then get their rocks off looking at them and creeping trying to creep them out that's and really creepy and there is a massive culture and they call they call themselves ratters because they use um, remote administration tools mm. to take control guys get a girlfriend they, yeah, well, but... yeah. This, well, this is what they do instead of having a girlfriend. This is yeah. it's it's quite that could potentially sexual. be really scary as well. Yeah. When you look at like there was that family where their baby's monitor had been hacked into. Yeah, I wanted to talk about actually... their monitors later. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, 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 not at <laughs> that's all. That's actually it's, it's terrifying though. When you think about yeah. not just adults but also child protection. That's yeah, absolutely. Because really so this is one solution to um, get a photo of someone you don't like and <laughs> stick, it stick, it, stick it to your forehead, <laughs> uh, and that will really. Fox, the uh, ratters, <laughs> yeah. or just 
just engage in really mundane activity in front of your webcam for quite a long but this time. Is, this is the really funny thing. I was, Do you I was, mean mundane sexual activity or just any mundane just any activity? activity. Just <laughs> gardening. Mundane sexual activity. <laughs> <laughs> That's so brilliant. That's your solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're them. enjoying this, are you? Yeah, enjoying no, it, are you? Are. It's boring. Yeah. Enjoying it. Yeah. But, that's my, that made that's... me feel a bit sad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Just engaging. Mundane, mundane. I, was, I was reading some of the comments that these ratters were making, and a lot of them, they have no, they have no self-awareness, but they were complaining that they they call, by the way, this will creep you out even more, they call people that they've got their webcams, their slaves. Right. Ugh. And so they said, oh, my slaves are really boring. And so there you thought, go, I'm telling you, it's the ways for us to win. This is like, I mean, yes, the slaves maybe are being boring, but also you're being boring because yeah. you're just spending your life yeah. watching mm. somebody else's life mm. And it's not even the most interesting part of their life. It's just mm. the bit where they're sitting in front of a is, computer. Is there any chance that there are other, other fringes of the strands of this weird behaviour that are molars and uh, toadies? <laughs> and, uh, no? isn't, isn't this an episode of Luther as well? Oh, yeah, no, there is, yeah. It yeah, is an yeah, episode yeah. where the guy's yeah. got all the cameras and is mm. looking at everyone. I love Luther. Matt Egan's shivering. Yeah, fear. it's weird, I don't like it. I'm just, just trying to think... <laughs> What I've done in front of my webcam. I don't. Um, well, this is the thing: is that most of us. I don't will, have a will, webcam, actually. Yes. Nice. Nice. Don't, yeah. Screw you, ratters. Yeah. But most of us just will not be too lazy to fix it. Yeah. yeah. There's a guy, um, a, a security expert, who said they, they asked him if he used a webcam um, cover, and he said he didn't, um, and he should. And that he figured that just seeing him naked would be punishment enough. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah. this is the thing for most so of us. That's the other thing is is uh, just make sure that you're physically repulsive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> physically repulsive and mundane, mundane sexual, sexual activity. activity. That will that will deal with the rest. Boring. Are you watching this <laughs> for life, not just like <laughs> Yeah, that should fix it. Oh. Yeah. So um, so watch out, and particularly if you have. Um, anything to hide any crimes to commit don't do it from a webcam but more seriously um you've got to really be careful about this stuff because mm. generally speaking i think the security industry is um is predicated on paranoia yeah. and on yeah, creating the perception of threats yeah. but in this case it's i think fair. i think it's i think it is there what's the baby monitor thing baby monitors a lot of baby monitors are connected to the internet um, a lot of them use default passwords. Mm. Some of them cannot be password protected at all. You should, yeah. if you have one of those, get rid of it. But if you can change the default password, because all the default passwords are bandied around online yeah. routinely, and, and pe- they probably and people are hack just into one, them. two, three, four, or zero, 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 zero. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, and the last thing you want is a stranger monitoring your yeah. child and then being able to speak, you know my the baby well, unless, unless they can send you a message if you know baby's crying or something. Well, if they can soothe the baby that's different if they can get up in the middle did, of the night and soothe the but child tell, tell that about the that, that case because that case was terrifying if it's the same case that we, that well there was the one about. where they they, um, they heard a stranger's voice saying something to the yeah. child what? yeah oh, they, they'd actually no. ha- hacked yeah. in and to the microphone so they were um, I'm sorry to these uh, speakers so they were able to talk to the child but this is this is part of the reason why I never got um, an app-based baby mm. monitor. Well, we 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 didn't have a we don't have a video monitor either because mm. there's no that that is it's a whole different level of paranoia. Yeah, you know, being able to watch your child. You yeah, need to be, basically, I mean, these days just switch off the baby monitor anyway. <laughs> she's going to find a way of telling us if she's in distress. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear to the listeners, Matt's uh, child is quite old now. Yeah, yeah, that's not. Yeah, he hasn't just given up on caring about his project. Not two weeks old. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. So I hope I've made you all paranoid. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this absolutely so terrified. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. find don't, out. Don't bother. Just say don't bother covering up your microphone because that's that's insane. It won't do anything. Oh. Right. So, so Zook's wrong on that one. Sound will travel mm. through tape, unfortunately. Oh, so silly, silly So around the room, uh, safety first or chill the heck out. Louis Painter. I'm going to go with safety first on this yeah, one. Yeah. Miriam, you want to chip in here? Definitely safety first. Safety first. Uh, David Price. Safety first. I'm going to do the safety dance right. to safety first. But that means you have agreed to consensus, which is most unlikely, Charlotte. Yeah, I know. I'm going to say chill the heck out. I'm going, to, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a plan of. See, look, he has to disagree now. In fact, I'm going to um, deliberately <laughs> pretend to be planning a terrorist atrocity <laughs> on a whiteboard oh, near God. my uh, webcam. Uh, <laughs> with like, I'm going to draw like uh, cartoon bombs and arrows and stuff like that, <laughs> and with um, David Price's face superimposed. What about you? Could just get your face pixelated. Yeah, by, I might by, do that. By, by plastic to be surgery. fair, as discussed, <laughs> as I should, I should explain to the listener that David has a face like a knife, and <laughs> I have a face like a plate. Neither uh, of our faces show up on, on digital. Well, media, exactly. I mean, I think I think it's likely in my face. It's just because it's perfectly spherical. It's, <laughs> it's more likely than anything else just to kind of distort anyway. Yeah, uh, that's your safe. That's your kind of safety yeah. mode. Then. Well, I'll just assume that some sort of sphere is passing by. It's yeah. you know, it's, oh, it's the strawberry moon that we were promised a few days ago. <laughs> exactly. And on that bombshell, uh, thank you for listening to this Farago uh, listener. Um, do get in touch to let us know your thoughts and opinions and to shake us down for cash. Or indeed, if you're interested in advertising on the UK Tech Weekly podcast, you can tweet us at UK Tech Podcast or email editor at idg.co.uk. Hopefully we'll be back next week unless uh, the security authorities uh, uh, take us down. Um <laughs> Uh, so uh, with more informed opinion on the hottest topics in tech find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and all the other places from which you source noise Uh, until next week, say goodbye guys Bye. Bye. bye UK Tech Weekly Podcast Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.